hello and welcome along to the latest episode of Football Thunders. Joining us for this episode, Ryan Scott. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm all right, you? Recovered from the Football Monday night, the Manchester United game, where you got just a tad salty. No, don't bring it up. Don't start again. Your saltiness. Your saltiness was astonishing. (laughs) I mean, it was a new level. of You you took salty to a new level. I know, but it's going to get even worse because now they're talking about giving Marcus Rashford a new contract. Oh, here we go. Oh, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. I think it's the haircut. It's the highlights in the hair that's triggered you, isn't it? That's what's done it, isn't it? No, to be honest, me and Dan have had this conversation before. We, I've been after Marcus Rashford for about two years. They... He's basically turned into a Cristiano Ronaldo wannabe and I'm just not having it. Are the highlights in his hair sucking out his talent? It does seem to coincide with it. Because if you notice, Deli Alley's done the same thing. Deli Alley's got blue and red dreadlocks. And he's been shit for two years, too. So, right, okay. Anyway. Uh, welcome along, Mr. Salt. Hello. It's Lord Salty over there in the corner. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also joining us is uh, Dan Finch. He has his salty moments now and again. And uh, I just yeah. had one. Before we came on, I will. We admit, mentioned I Jermaine Defoe, didn't we? Yeah, there's a rumour that he's joining Charlton, and it's it's bollocks. I'll give it to you, Frank people. Okay, it's bollocks. Are you sure it's bollocks? Oh yeah, hundred percent bona fide. Pure. As I've said, if Jermaine Defoe signs to Charlton, I will pay someone to make a cake with his face on it, and then I'll let Ryan throw it in my chops. <laughs> Ryan, we've got this on in, in right. We've got this recorded, so uh, it's on video. It's on audio. <laughs> it's on we've got video. it. It's all there. Uh, welcome along. Um, we're brought to you by. Let us talk. The football team uh, raising money for mental health. Couple of games coming up, Dan, isn't there? There is, uh, and yeah, the one that is most closest to us is the thirtieth of January, at five o'clock kickoff at the Meridian Sports Ground in Charlton. Let us talk against TCT uh, 11, which is the FA National Infinity Cup. As I said, all donations go towards the Mind Cherry and Teenage Cancer Trust. So if you can make it down to Meridian on the 30th of January, please do. And we also have a match on the 11th of February in Whittam in Essex in the Infinity Cup. The Infinity, which goes on forever and ever, yeah? Yeah, you made that joke last week. I know. Until someone laughs, I will continue. Uh, Also, also, uh, brought to you by the Proper Blokes Club. Uh, Men walking uh, to improve their mental health, walking and talking. Uh, Various locations around the country now, popping up everywhere. Find them on Facebook, and they've got their own website, the Proper Blokes Club. And uh, that's, that's how you do it. One take, boys. One take, I thank you. That's not perfect. Uh, let's uh, first. We've got an agenda for this evening. I'll let you know uh, for us today. What we're going to look at: stadium atmospheres. Why are they so different for cup games? How are our predictions doing? And future predictions. Uh, we're going to chat about the African Cup of Nations, which is on at the moment. African Nationifications. And Nationifications, yeah. That one. It's a Finch disease. This. The African <laughs> Cup of Nations, and then uh, right at the end, shithousery. Uh, apparently, we haven't got a pundit. We're just going to give it every week to uh, Paul Ince, is what I understand. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, but we will look at Shithousery, which Jim I think... Uh, or Jim, Jim White, I'd go for that scouse twit. What's his name? Well, to be honest, Paul Scholes has got close, but we'll talk about that one later. Paul Scholes, please. Paul said Scholes. nothing. said nothing in his career. Now he needs to earn a few quid because he's not playing football anymore. What happens his fucking mouth? Have a word, you jeans of twat. Right. Say that to his face. I would. 
<laughs> as long as he's not wearing studs. Um, <laughs> right, is this next first item? It's down to you, isn't it? This atmospheres. Why are they different in the cup? Well, yeah, it was just curious to me because obviously it's been FA Cup third round time again this year. Yeah. And I was watching the the football on TV like you do because you get a few extra games on terrestrial TV and whatnot because it's the FA Cup. And for some reason, you watch a Premier League game and then you watch an FA Cup game. And for some reason, the crowd is so much louder. They're so much more into the game. I, I was just wondering, is it because the grounds are smaller? No, because no. where the fans are from lower leagues, they're more hyped up for it. And there's less plastic fans, shall we call them? The ones that just turn up to Old Trafford, for example, for a day trip. Just to say, oh, I've been to the Theatre of Dreams. Yes. So have a way with it. Go on. Well, you, you've just answered the question yourself. A lot of it is, is for some clubs, like for the lower league clubs, they might be playing a team above them or they might be trying. It's a chance to get close to playing one of the big teams, especially in, a cup, in an FA Cup game. Uh, I mean, you look at, um, so it's, over the years, the, the amount of non-league teams that have played against Premier League clubs, Chelsea it's a huge year, thing. It? It's a Took huge five thousand to Chelsea. It's a huge, yeah. It's a huge, huge thing, club. We've been in this. I've been in that position as a Charlton fan. I've also have to say I've been in the position with Charlton fans up until recently. A cup game was a chance to go and have a sleep because the managers would treat it as a game to put the kids out, and that's uh, Johnny Jackson's buck that trend. Didn't help us. We still lost. But <laughs> respectable. Respectable, no, no, but it is respectable. But uh, respectable compared so, to last night's performance. I, don't know. I think, no, and if you go around the Premier League, uh, especially Premier League fans, the FA Cup is a genuine opportunity to win something because it's it's a break away from the monotony of the league. And and if you're a mid-table or a lower league club in the Premier League or in any division, it can be a real tough grind going week in, week out in a competition. You know, you're not going to win. Uh, and the only real thing you're going to do in that competition of any note is at some stage you're going to fail. So, uh, and, and it is just, uh, it is because it's not the season ticket holders. It's not the, um, uh, it's not season ticket holders. It's the fans who want to be there and they want the excitement. And the FA Cup, despite the way it's been treated by the FA and the Premier League, there is still a bit of magic to be had in the FA Cup as far as I'm concerned. And I think games like that, where there's, it's not just, it's just um, when there's a game where there's actually something on the line. I know three points is on the line for a league game, but when you've got a game where there's a, a the next round of a cup or a trip to Wembley is on the end at the end, if you win after that 90 minutes, I've some of the best atmospheres I've had at the Valley have been in the last couple of years. Uh, the Doncaster playoff semi-final at the Valley with. 90 minutes away from Wembley or 120 plus penalties it turned out the most amazing atmosphere beats the atmosphere on a league game any day of the week Dan well just just a quick question uh, you were obviously at the first ever FA Cup in 1871 was you... the atmosphere good then as well no we were all um, we were <laughs> we were gentlemen in those days and uh, we didn't we didn't make a bastard my first cup game was 1970 yeah. Yeah, and the rest. Anyway, it was not that's my was first saying. FA Cup game was nineteen seventy at the Valley. Was my, mine was nineteen two two thousand against Dagenham and Redbridge. Here you go. 
Um, anyway, as I was going to say, uh, so Ryan, I think you nailed the question in one of your possible answers. The plastic fan is so prevalent in the Premier League that when you watch the FA Cup, they're not at those games because it's not a Premier League game. It's not one of those massive games. When you see, uh, you know, like a, a Cheltenham, Man United, the Man United fans are there. That's the hardcore Man United fans that are watching them play Cheltenham. You know, when Charlton played Norwich the other day, those Norwich fans, they're the hardcore Norwich fans that are coming to watch their side play Charlton. Yep. And also then you put in, as Pete said, the big day for the lower league clubs um, that want to come in. And it's quite easy for the smaller clubs, you know, to get those fans that kind of plastic fairweather fans that are going out for the day. But that strat of core fan, the Chesterfield fans at Chelsea 5-0 down, they score one and I watched their away end go berserk. And I thought that's, that's the magic of the cup. I think it's a chance to put your club on the map. It's a chance to get money for your club. And I think that's so well recognised now, that especially for the lower team. How many teams have we heard about that have had a cup run and it's got them to sign a player or it's kept them as a football club? Well, it's paid the, the cup, wage bill for the following year. The cup is Newport, obviously, as I've spoken about Newport before, you know, when I was watching them, they literally survived two years because they made it to the last 16, two years in the FA Cup. The FA Cup is so big in terms of, especially for lower leagues, but I think the money, I know the overall stuff, and then also the love, you know, the proper fans, they love the FA Cup, and it's that old school mentality, and uh, that I think that's why, you know, as I said, plastic fans don't come to the FA Cup. The tourists, etc., you don't see them at the FA Cup. It's an FA Cup game. Because really, England is the only country in the world where it's important. In Spain, the Cups, the Cup starts this season, finishes next. In Italy, uh, it's the same. Yeah, uh, the, the FA Cup has got hundreds, hundred odd years of tradition. Yeah, and so no, but so does Spain and Italy. But their problem is that they don't care about that cup so much that their cup starts in August and finishes the next November because they just don't care about it. Yeah, there is an element of some of the clubs in this country not uh, in England not caring initially in the third and fourth round about the FA Cup. As they progress, they start to think, well, this is could be our only option. I would think Manchester United have to play a lot of uh, importance. I'm not having a pop at Man U, but because the way their season's gone, their only real possibility of winning anything, realistically, is the FA Cup. So that should be reflected. And I think was fairly well reflected in the team on Monday. Uh, they put out a very strong team. Had they been flying in the league, I think there'd have been a few yeah, younger players I mean, flying around. But I, they? I think Man United and Aston Villa, they had to send out their first team to win the game. Yeah. If they were playing a like Liverpool played Shrewsbury, could get away with playing a mixed side. I Four think. or five kids, yeah. I suppose, if United yeah. played Cholton, for instance, I don't think we'd have seen Ronaldo Mas Astro probably would have seen Marcia. But you know, that's dependent on the draw as well. I think. I think the one time Charlton have played Man United in the FA Cup at Old Trafford, Man United did play their full team. And when we're talking Kinchelskis, everyone. Uh Schmeichel getting sent off. But yeah, they played their full team, uh, that, which was, was when great. When was that? Uh, that would be in the 90s, because Gary Nelson played. So it'd be 31, FA Cup 6th round, yeah, 94. 94, yeah. So if you look at the Man United team, it was pretty much a first Dear team. Lord, I've just seen the United team. Go on. Well, we did well trying to lose 3-1, frankly. Wait, well, when we could have taken, we should have taken the lead. It was only when Schmeichel got sent off that things went wrong for us. They got better. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Schmeichel got sent off and then the Man United scored three goals. Yeah, go on, yeah, go on. So go on. The, Man, the Man United team. The Man United side was Peter Schmeichel, Paul Parker, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, Dennis Irwin, 
Andrei Konchelskis, Paul Ince, Roy Keane, Ryan Giggs, Eric Cantona, and Mark Hughes. Now, now I'll be honest, I think I've shit myself reading that. That's, that's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, go on, read the Charlton team out. <laughs> go on. Carl Lieberman's Lee called. Yeah, go on. The Charlton team was, let me try and find, oh, they haven't got the Charlton team on there because of course they haven't. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Trying to think. I know Nelson played. Kim Grant played. Kim Grant play? Yes, because Kim Grant was the man who, who got Michael sent off. Well, I didn't get him sent off. I think it was Grant was through. And he Charlton, here we go. Go on. John Fawn. Oh. Steve Brown. You won't let you down. Alan McCleary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuart Barmer. Oh, sweaty. Nice. Scott, Scott Minto. Oh, classy. Darren Pitcher. Mark Robson. Your mum's favourite was Darren Pitcher, by the way. Alan Pardew. Sorry, Alan Who? Anchor. Alan Pardew. Anchor. 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 Tim Grant. Gary Nelson and the goal scorer Carl Eburn. And Colin Walsh came off the bench. And imagine with Steve Britt, which is wrong because it was Steve Britt and Alan Kirby. Yeah. But we were in the game up until Man United went down to 10 men and they thought, then they got focused. And the Man United manager was. Some Scottish fella, I don't know. Aye, stringer pesky. While we're talking about the FA Cup, actually, Go on. why do you think it doesn't have the pomp that it used to anymore? Because I remember obviously being a Man United fan, we had a fair bit of success in the 90s. But you don't even get like the really cheesy, terrible FA Cup songs anymore. Oh, thank God for that, to be honest. I mean, the status quo one with Man United wasn't bad. Yeah. The one the following year... Where Excuse me, it wasn't it bad. You <laughs> had it on permanently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was non-stop. Like, that, that song, that tune haunts me to this day. <laughs> Along with the Atia Brothers, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think it, the money is a lot to do with it. Money is a lot to do with it. And... It's. Uh, I think it's also taking the European Cup and cup away from it wasn't good. Uh, I mean, that's a European thing. But they, when they split, they they decided to do away with the European Cup and Cup because that was a great competition. Well, there's there's still a route into Europe. There is. It's, it's the UEFA Cup, isn't it? They go into yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. But it's... I think Europe has that. That's another reason for me. Not only do I think listen, the big clubs, there's you don't win a lot of money from winning. I think you win the FA Cup, you get like two million pounds. Mm. That's fuck all to Man United, Man City, Liverpool. Um, and also, I, th- I think another problem is the big clubs are playing so many games. You think now they're playing 38 Premier League games. They're playing five Carling Cup games or whatever it's called now. They're it's playing... the Champions League's got a lot to do with it. I yeah, they're say. playing the six the six FA Cup games. Then you're talking six Champions League games at a minimum. Then for the better sides, and let's be honest, the English clubs... All four of them are pro- that would be expected to make the quarterfinals. That's going to be eight, maybe ten games on their way to the quarterfinals. And by the time you're in the FA Cup, say semis, you've played ten Champions League games. You've got a Champions League semi-final and an FA Cup semi-final. Most managers will put their second team out in the FA Cup and their strongest team out in the Champions League. And I don't, I don't think TV covers it how TV used to. When I, when I was growing up, uh, the whole day was put aside to the FA Cup final. You would have, you would have something like Swap Shop, and it would be in the, the, wherever one of the teams were. You would have uh, Question of Sport, on, and there would be all sorts of programs. You'd, you'd have um, a program from the teams' hotels before, like you know, in the morning from the team hotels where the players are get you know having lunch or whatever you go to, and it's just there'd be 
uh, cameras on the coaches and stuff, except when Brighton played Man United on their helicopter that took them to Wembley. Didn't help them. But um, the build-up to the game was... Uh, was well, It started a, a week or so before. Which, which one of you two mentioned the FA Cup songs? Me. Because uh, right, ever since you've said that, I've been seeing Spurs are on their way to Wembley in my head. In the Cup for Tottingham. Which yeah, means that's... for most of this evening and tomorrow at work, I'm going to be walking around going, Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. People don't do it anymore. And it's, it's something that the FA Cup is missing, I think. I think that... Teams need to bring it back. It was a genuine chance to get on top of the pops, and they did. They were always on top of the pops. And Palace get on there once. Glad all over. They they took yeah, glad all over. Alan Pardew. reason to stop it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Now, that then, that's it? where it. That's where it should have stopped. And shut that's it down now. Yeah, shut it down right there. As soon as Alan Pardew's on top of the pops, game over. Sorry, but once you get that fuck with on television, can I just say I was. Very disappointed in Millwall. I only want you to win once a year and you let me down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very upsetting yeah. last it weekend. Pissed me off. You know, you went 1 0 up. Thanks to Jack Butland being, um, well, Jack Butland. I've got to say, Millwall gave me my um, most scary cup final watching experience. Oh, I was uh, United. Yeah, I watched when it in a were... pub in oh, Bermondsey. Fucking hell. Because I was going out, and the female I was going out with lived in Surrey Keys. And I, she didn't want to watch football. And if I'd, if I'd have put the telly on to watch football, she'd have found a job for me to do. So I said, I'm going to watch the football this afternoon. So I'm going to go and find a pub. I was in one of the biggest Millwall pubs. In these were the only ones that hadn't got tickets for the game. And Millwall started well as well, like the first. Yeah, and I, 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 game. I wanted to celebrate when Man United scored, but I couldn't because I'd have died. The biggest shit house in that game, and a oh. complete shit out. FA Cup final. Alex Ferguson took off his keeper. Did he? Who was the keeper? 3-0 up. And he took off his keeper. I think that it was Tim Howard on the day. I think it was Tim Howard. Don't hold me to it. Yeah, Pretty sure it was Tim Howard. Did he, he took he took the keeper off? With like 10 minutes left, he, he took him Who off. Who did he bring on? Who was the keeper that came on? Do you know? Because it might have been probably someone like, who was on their way out. Probably you know, like Roy Carroll. Roy Carroll or, or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. it's probably... Oh, yeah. Ah. But that's the thing. Up until the 90s, I could tell you who won the FA Cup every year. You know, I could go through it and list it from, you know, Start like... 1946. 47. We lost it 46, didn't we? We lost and the ball burst in both games. But I could tell you from about... <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke there. I won't make it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Uh, but I could tell you from the 60s, pretty much from uh, the cup finals I'd watched, I could tell you the results, uh, who won the cup, who scored the goals... Uh, but, <laughs> uh, dear, I have to say, pretty much worked things out that Dan, you were conceded as a result of Man United losing the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a fact. We that's that's we worked it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, didn't the status quo that day, didn't we? <laughs> Is that the FA Cup? Are we happy with the, what we Should we move on from the FA Cup? Yeah, please, can we? Can we? Yeah. Uh, how are our predictions doing? Oh, Brilliant. right. Uh, should we go League One? Yeah, let's start at the bottom and work our way up, Mr. Fencer. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Ryan predicted Sunderland and Charlton. Uh, Charlton by the, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. How's that looking? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it didn't start very well, did it? It's but, not been much since. Then, then you sacked your manager and got a better one in. And it the technical bit... term is we shit the bed. 
Well, uh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Well, Sunderland, to be fair, are in second at the moment. Yeah, Sunderland, but... have, Sunderland have a striker that um, I think he can't he can't stop scoring. So if he keeps going, the more Ross Stewart plays, the more he scores. I we'll do see feel Sunderland later. I was going to say I've got a sneaking suspicion that Sunderland may be appearing later in the pod. <laughs> So, yeah, Charlton, on paper, um, uh, I mean, got the owner shouting, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to rip this league a new one. And, um, frankly, uh, the only thing that was ripped a new one was Nigel Atkins. And since since Jacko has got the job permanently, we've shit the bed, technically speaking. Including last night. Including last night's um, uh, crying out for someone who can score goals and crying out for someone who can perhaps defend Well, we have someone that can score goals. I'd just like him to be fit. But the main Jesus. question is, is where are you in the league? Uh, <laughs> 15th. Oh we, we are, we are 14th, six, six points above Malcolm, who are in the drop zone. But how many points from the playoffs? About 12. The other good thing is we About are... 14. The other, the other good thing is we are still above Gillingham, oh, which... Yeah. Who've... Over, between them lot. Uh, who've shit the bed in a big way, so much so yeah. that they sacked the fat boy during the week. Their, their caravan can't roll as quick as ours. Yeah, they're, they're... <laughs> and I think they've appointed Steve Lovell as the manager. No again. way. Yeah, yeah, he's back in he again. He got sacked by Welling. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I think he's at Gillingham now, uh, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, League 2 back now. See you later, Parkies. And, um, you... yes, he's caretaker. You... You both banged the drum quite loudly for Wigan and Ipswich on that pod yeah, uh, because well. of the amount of money they'd spent. So Wigan, where are they at? Wigan are Wigan. in fourth, five points behind Sunderland are in second. Ipswich are in tenth and they have... Oh, that's not gone Ipswich well. Ipswich are on a charge. Yeah, they're starting to pull up there. They changed their manager. They hired Steve McGreal. I don't know how to say his name. And then yeah. he left and Kieran McKenna's come in. Yes. And since Kieran McKenna's come in, they drew with Sunderland beat Wickham, who are up the top, and gave Gillingham a right old spanking, so well done. Um, he's also got Macaulay Bond scoring, which I didn't know was possible. I mean, that's the most impressive feat of the lot, so to get it, Macaulay Bond. It's on a charge. Wigan, sadly, a lot of what me and Pete said at the beginning of the year was Charlie White will score them goals. Obviously, mentioned it on the pod a few weeks ago, had that cardiac arrest at training, so hasn't been playing. Uh, they signed Josh McGuinness, who had 20 goals last year. in the Josh McGuinness. So, I have a feeling Hull will be fine. And the other team I believe I shouted out was Rotherham. You gave are, gave a shout out to Rotherham and Paul. Who are top? Who are top? Rotherham are top. So, I'll take that. What Paul goals says, me, what goals me is the MK Dons are in fifth and Oxford United with the uh, Scouse Gobshites uh, are in sixth. That upsets yeah, me a hell of a Scouse, lot. The Scouse Gobshite yeah. is a bit like the Christmas deckies. He always Carl Robinson to uh, anybody else. We, we don't like him. He, uh, he comes down with the Christmas deckies, so they'll finish about ninth. Yeah, and uh, MK Dons, they're, they're a good side. You can't say much about them. They're Scott Twine's leaving, which might sob them, but yeah, Lyle, Lyle Taylor was out giving them stick during the week, wasn't he? Apparently, yeah, he, but he's a prick as well. So. Yeah, he's yeah. as well. Uh, so that's League One at the moment. Oh, well, just, just one more thing, just to remind people, Gillingham are getting ready to go. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... much to my enjoyment. See that, lads? And and, and uh, we've got a, a friend who's very quiet on uh, all social media about football at the moment. He was giving it the big and earlier in the season because they rub out a point above us. I have a I have a tweet from him in August where he oh. tweeted, "Mind the gap." So what oh. I'm doing currently is you're just waiting I'm, for it. I've photo I photoshopped it. Nice. What I'm gonna do at the end of the season, I'm gonna photoshop the league table underneath it. 
when it shows Gillingham is relegated. I do I send him it. I do have a wanted poster with his image on it as well. Do you want me to send you that so you can oh, add to yeah. it? Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like being friendly with your mates. <laughs> okay. On to the championship. That's all right here as well, overall. Uh, championship. I didn't, because I don't know much Defense about the championship. I'm telling you, Ryan's, actually, Ryan said more than me. I think we all agreed Derby going down, although they're making a fist of it, aren't they? I'm not sure they're down, you know. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. I'm not talking about fisting when Wayne Rooney is the manager. <laughs> but they are only 11 points off Reading, There's who are... No grannies around. Uh, Reading got abs... Uh, abs and they had a ripped a new one the other night. 7-0 they lost to Fulham. At home. At home. They got... And the performance was just Fucking beyond... I mean, home. even... Now, one of the guys who reports on their game is called Benji, and he, he covered Charlton for a while, and he's now currently running. And he slaughtered them the other night and said they were just dire. 7-0 to Fulham. Who are, having, having said that, it is partially, I think, down to uh, Andy Carabin up front. But also... That two goals both, ruled out the other night. He had two, two goals disallowed. They're both absolute weldies. If you haven't seen it, one's an overhead kick. <laughs> is that not shit, Alzheimer's? And the other one is a... Is a banging volley, and they were both offside, and his team lost seven <laughs> nil. Poor Andy. Sorry, this is Andy Carroll from yeah, Andy Carroll, Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Talent, yeah, but talented player, but just doesn't stay fit enough. That, well, that's what shocked me. I'm surprised he found another club, considering Jack. We've talked about oh. Jack Wilshere. No, being, no, no. You can not he, able to get one. He, they probably offered him ten grand a week, and he said, "Yeah, I'll have that because he's better." On that, I think he's on pay as you play. So. Is he on pay? Well, that's yeah. that's the way to Which do it. Which is what Jack Wilshere will sign for someone. I don't yeah, know if that he will do. Him. Yeah, I'd love to see him in the championship. So, sorry, who's he playing for now? Reading. Uh, Reading. Blimey. Andy Carroll's at Reading. So uh, Ryan, uh, yes. the, you said Bristol City playoffs, Fulham and Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, Bristol City are uh, at the moment languishing in fifteenth. Yeah, and Sheffield they're United are 13th, although they've won the last four games on the trot. So they are making. Bristol City are having injury diabolical season. Lesson. Sheffield United are eight points off the playoffs. Sheffield United will be in the playoffs. And uh, there's, a, there's a chance they could do it. So... They'll be in the playoffs. And Fulham? Uh, Fulham are second. second, going yeah. well, as we said. Fulham, but... Fulham will win the league. In their last five games, though, they've drawn three, lost one, and thrashed the living daylights out of Reading they, in the other. They will win the league. But Fulham have got, yeah, they've got some, some pretty good West players. West Brom's still running away with it, then? Uh, no, uh, West Brom are fourth. West Brom are fourth. They're uh, seven points off the top. The, the, team at the, the team at the minute is Blackburn. Absolutely Blackburn flying. Blackburn are on a charge. Yeah. Has, I think it's match-fixing, frankly. We've been talking about Ben Berrett and Diaz for ages, though, haven't well, we? It's, it's, not, it's not even him. That's the thing. Like, with, a similar team, record, like, with a similar record to Blackburn in the last five games is Sheffield United as well. Uh, I dislike Tony Mowbray because he made some disparaging comments about Charlton once up at um, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, which uh, had me bristling with indignation. We well, should be beating teams. And like speaking of, and speaking of Middlesbrough, how are they getting on? Because that was one that Dan tipped seven uh, for their point outside the playoffs on a mad run. So, and they got rid of they got rid of Colin Wanker. Sorry, Neil Warnock. They, they've they? got Chris Chris Wilder in charge, which I thought when they signed him, I thought that's a Reasonable that's all, move. That's, that's going to be the the move that makes them a bit better. Yeah, they've been busy in the window. Um, they've got some quite good young. Uh, Sp- I think the Spanish Uruguayan, Spanish and Uruguayan, who seems to be. Why do you think it didn't work for Neil Warnock? Because he's got a Cause good hundred and six. Because he's got a good championship record. Is he too old school now? Is that what it is? He's, 
game's moved on from his bully boy tactics. Well, I mean, we say it every week, don't we? He's a dinosaur. Four four two, lump the ball up. Did they signed Uche Pay Piazu, who he's a lump. Yeah. And Neil Warnock, and Neil Warnock, incidentally, can now be found on Talkshite Radio. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's a shot. There you Dan's, go. Dan's credentials as a, as a Charlton fan took a bit of a hit for this one and really upset Pete when he suggested Millwall might be in with a shout of going up. How are Millwall getting on, Dan? 11th. Smack bang in the middle of the table. However, again, I did say on that podcast, Millwall find a striker, they're in with a playoff. They didn't find a striker and their playoff hopes are fading fast. And Jed Wallace looks like he's about to join Nottingham Forest. So any hope of Millwall scoring between now and the end of the season... Rest solely on the head of Benny Cafobe. I do need to, to to interject here, Dan, and just say the name because you mentioned uh, one, two, three, four, five teams: uh, Middlesbrough, Millwall, Sheffield United, <laughs> West Brom, Cardiff. and shitting the bed in twentieth, <laughs> Cardiff. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we made hell of a ricket there, haven't you? And QPR was Pete's. One tip for the playoffs. I fought for the playoffs, an outside bet for the playoffs, and at the moment they are on 41 points. And I, I have to apologise because I gave you some shit for this pick. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, they... they I picked Cardiff. Look, any manager that works out that um, Macaulay Bond's a part of shit after paying £2 million for him previously and then admits his crap, he's who, bad in my book. Who the fuck... Who manages QPR? Uh, Mark Warburton. Oh, he's still there. Yeah. So... On to the Premier League. This is where I really... I'm out of my comfort zone. Totally here. Uh, I mean, you didn't do bad. I mean... I'm, I'm not doing too bad. Um, yeah. I've relegated uh, I'm Ryan. Quite at, I'm quite impressed that Ryan's relegated two teams, though. Yeah, he's relegated Crystal Palace and Norwich. <laughs> Talk no, it's supposed to be a Watford on there. Oh, I, you just you know, I apologize. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't transfer over in the cut-and-paste job that I did. I think, mm. yeah, I, I think what I mean, Watford are fourth from bottom at the moment. Um, and, and I'm not so sure about Burnley at the moment because they've just sold Chris Wood. I know he's only scored three goals for him this season, but he's a presence, isn't he? And, and I don't know who's going to get the goals for Burnley. What are they going to do? Ash- Crawford Ash- didn't get him the goals before. So, what's how does it doesn't matter? They got Barnes. Ashley Barnes, didn't they? Come on. All right, okay. <laughs> Matic Vidra, come on. Well, um, pardon me if I'm not that let's, excited. Let's let's be honest, they're buggered, aren't they? Let's let's just call it what it is. Burnley I'm, are going down. I'm quite happy compared to the so we all got Newcastle and Norwich and kind of said, well, they're buggered. Well, no, no, we all had Norwich no, and no. Watford. Yeah, that's wrong. We all had. I I didn't. I went Watford and I added Southampton into the list. That's fucking backfired on me, isn't it? Well, I mean, still the, time yet, but we've said it so many times about Southampton. They are a shit house football club. Um, they are shipped until about March and then all of a sudden go, oh, we'll win some games now. This year they've changed it up and <laughs> sitting in the middle table. But to be fair, my other call was Crystal Palace and look what they've done. Don't, I, don't, I, like, don't, yeah. don't, don't. However, don't. I did say that was going to happen. Don't. I'm, I, I'm very pleased with mine. And I did also say I was don't. worried about Wolves and they started off atrociously and now I think they're about eight. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very pleased with my... Uh, my extra relegation. So, Newcastle this week, a couple of signings. Um, Dan, what do you think? Does it help them or are they, are they, are they, is it a little too little too late? It's Chris Wood. Yeah, and, and Kieran Trippier. Those are the two players they've got in the last two. In well, the, we in we the talked window. about Kieran Trippier last week because yeah. it was a done deal. Chris Wood, um, 
when I saw that they'd spent 25 million on Chris Wood, I laughed for about four minutes. <laughs> 25 million seems a lot of money. This is a striker that has 40 goals in 140 games for Burnley. Yeah. Do you want to laugh That's... even more about this transfer then? <clears throat> Go on then. There is a rumour going around, right? Oh. And this is not confirmed, but it is just a rumour, that the £25 million release clause that Newcastle paid didn't actually kick in until the summer. So they've paid the release clause ahead of time to get him in January. No, then, then that's not a release clause. On, on, on the bright side, well, it, well, Bernie just said do it anyway. On the bright side, what Ryan said the other week, I now I'm now on on his side. Newcastle are getting ready for the championship. That is a champ. He will score goals in championship. Well, you said that as soon as you saw the signing, didn't you, the other day? I did, yeah. But yeah, Ryan has been saying it for ages. Do you think? Um, do you think... And I, I'm now at the point where I agree with him because why else would you sign Chris Wood? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how desperate have you got to be? The thing that makes me laugh is I, I get three goals got, this season. I get if you're going to sign Chris Wood, if you're going to put him next to someone who scores goals, but. Callum Wilson's out long term, and your other striker's Joel Linton. <laughs> Lads, what are you doing? Have they still got Dwight Gale? Yeah, but he's dead, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Dwight Gale. I, he's, he's just a player. And he's a Palace prick. Yeah, he's a player I just want to slap. I've always wanted to just slap him. The thing that worries me is this is very clearly two premeditated signings, because if you look at it, Trippier's very technically gifted when it comes to dead ball situations and crossing a football. And then they go and sign Chris Wood, who is going to be on the end of all the crosses. So (laughs) you now know exactly how Newcastle are going to play. Which is against the way way Eddie Howe normally plays, isn't it? And it's not going to suit Almiron or St. Maximan because they can't cross a ball for Toffee. Almiron can't do anything for Toffee, in fairness. Yeah, to be fairness, he's, he's, he's... Almiron is someone that... Almiron is a box. When I watched MLS quite religiously, because Bradley Wright Phillips is a god, Almiron was at Atlanta United. And he, I looked at him, I thought, this bloke, so there was two, it was him and uh, Josef Martinez of Colombia. And I thought these two are going to be great in the Premier League. Almiron signed for Newcastle. I thought, yeah. <coughs> at last, Newcastle have got a good player. And I watched him in the Premier League and went, oh, sh- I don't think he'd get in the Charlton team. So, uh, European qualifiers. Should we look at them now? No, I don't want to. Talk. Yeah, I'll uh, be all right. Uh, Leicester and Arsenal for you, Dan. Well, I mean, Arsenal. I mean, Leicester are only six points off Man U. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester just can't get fit players, can they? They Every time one comes back, another one goes. Yeah. And Arsenal are probably going to finish fifth, sixth, because they have this thing where they beat all the bottom teams, but they can't beat any of the top. So they're not going to get anywhere near the top four. And Ryan went for Leicester and Aston Villa. Um, oh, Ryan, lad. <laughs> well, to be fair, Leicester had previous, and like you said, if it wasn't for their injury record, they probably would be oh, up there. The other one I'm questioning. Um, <laughs> well, Aston Villa, well, it looked a good bet, and bearing in mind they've also changed their manager now, and they've just signed Philippe Coutinho, of all people. And Lucas yes. now as well. Uh, yeah, they're, they're signing oh, quality. Whether yeah. they, If they can get a tune out of Coutinho, oof. Have you That's seen and, and he's got uh, they've got an optional future fee, so yeah, 35 million quid. Well, he'll be there next year. Have you seen Dino's uh, uh statement as he leaves Everton? Uh, he's, he's, he's not he's, mentioned it, but he's slagged off Benitez. Yeah, he's not keen on Benitez, is it's he? not. And um, Benitez has slagged him back as well. Here's the whole reason he left. The yeah. whole reason he left, he's he, made he, says that quite his, clear. he says it in this statement without mentioning his name. Yeah, he does uh, have to I would, before we get on to the top four, I think we should all. As a group, we should apologise to West Ham United. 
Um, we all said one season hit by. See you later. And um, they're fourth. They're in fourth. <laughs> so there's still sorry, time. That's... There's still time yeah, for but... them to screw it up. But yeah, but I still think we should. They're going to get in Europe, aren't they? Keeping Antonio fit's going to be the key for them, isn't it? Well, they're still apparently trying to get Gabby goal. So. Now, um, I've been seeing all sorts of reports, and Darren Bent went out on his out on the limb today and said. If Bowen, Jared, Jared Bowen doesn't get picked for England now, he never will. I hope he never will, because I think he's, he's he's better than Bamford, but I don't think he's an England player. Do you, Dan? I think, he's, I think he deserves a spot in England. Just, really? Yeah, I mean, it's producing statistically one of the best years of an English winger in the league this year. I'd rather have him over Sancho and Rashford, frankly, this season. Uh, Rashford should be dropped by England because he's, he's so off the pace. It's unreal. Wait for the saltiness. But no. but no, but let's be honest. Jared Bowen isn't going to get selected as much as he deserves to oh, be no, based he won't. on form no. alone. Gareth <coughs> Southgate is a bold faced liar. He said I pick players on form, and now he just picks everybody Jared, who's played for him beforehand. Jared Bowen has twenty one games this season and has been oh. part of fifteen goals. That's not bad. Put him in the England squad. And how many goals has Marcus Rashford been? I hate to pick on the lad, but how many goals has he been involved in this year? Has he scored three? He's got Martialitis. If, 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 if he's the answer, you do beg the question, don't you? But really? James Sancho's won, but then again, they, they refuse to play him as they should. So Yeah. Okay, so West Ham, yeah, West Ham were upsetting everyone. They didn't feature in anything we said. Let's look at, let's go from my top four. I said Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City. No, no, you've done it. That's in reverse order. Yeah, yeah. So my, yeah, top, right, so top of the league, I said Man City. Chelsea to finish second, Liverpool to finish third, Man United to finish fourth. I've got one of them right. I <laughs> oh, mind you, I'm I'm all right. I've got I've got three so far. I've got three out of uh, I think have I got three? Yeah, I've got three out of it's Man United that letting me down, aren't they? Letting everyone down these days. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're... That's not going I, there, eh? I had them for second, <laughs> so. And and we told you you wouldn't finish second. You were Adam. I know. I said, well, if you looked at it on paper, it was like we finished third and second in previous seasons, and then we went out and signed Ronaldo, Varane, and Sancho. You're thinking, as a Man United fan, happy days. Varane was the one I thought was the signing that would make the most difference for me. He's struggling to stay fit, isn't but it? he's struggling to stay fit, isn't he? and I think he's a big loss. And unfortunately, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer shit the bed. And we've gone from appears to be a manager who didn't really have much idea about tactics. Here we go. To a manager who's overly structured tactics. And we need something in the middle. Great. Mm. By the way, can I just say the top three is exactly <coughs> how I put the top three. And me, and me, excuse me. I'm the same. We, in fact, Dan, we are identical. The only way we're wrong, Dan, is by putting Man United in fourth. Let me blow in your own trumpet without blowing the old fellas. Yeah, but, you know, you're 112. It doesn't matter. It does, it does matter because I've got it right as well. Salty little fecker. The only thing I will say is Pete was raving about Romelu Lukaku and that hasn't quite gone to plan, has it? No, he's... um, he's Professing his love for Roma. Yeah, he's they've got, they've got a beast. Out. They've got a beast, he said. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but to be fair, I thought Lukaku would be... I thought he would be the difference. But he's had COVID, he's had injuries. I mean, he, even then, his goal different, his goal record in the Premier League is still. How many goals has he got this season? He's got six into thirteen. That's still one every two. But that's what really confused me about the whole Lukaku situation. Obviously, we didn't discuss it on the pod. I don't think. 
but he came out, uh, this interview came out at a really weird time. He did it at a really weird time because he was complaining about not playing and not playing properly, but he'd been out injured and had COVID and hadn't ah, been seen in months. Apparently the interview wasn't... It was done a month before. It was done a month before, out, before it came out. So so. It, was done, it was done during, no, but still, Ryan's right, it was done during his injury. It, it just didn't make sense to me. And and then all of a sudden he came out and he was like, oh, I'm in love with Italy. I miss Inter Milan. I'm going so, back there. Lutaro Martinez, don't do come know, here. I'll come to you. Do you know what the funny thing is? is he made that comment about being in love with Italy, in, uh, Italy and, and everything about Inter Milan. And the next day, the Inter Milan fans wrote on the... There's a big uh, thing of him holding the title in, in Milan. The Inter Milan fans had graffitied it. Don't come back. <laughs> they They don't want him back. Well, he apologised a couple of days later. I'm not still not quite have sure what he had video, to apologise for. Have you seen the video? I haven't, but I, not, I'm it's, still. It's, it's, it's a. So, I'm sorry, you're upset. Yeah, I, I just don't understand what he really had to apologise for. He sat in front of an interview and said the truth, which was basically, had Inter not needed to sell me, I wouldn't have returned to Chelsea. But there's a way of saying that, and then there's a way of saying my manager's a prick. I love where I've been and I don't love this lot. I think that's what he was apologising for, was basically saying, I don't like what the manager's doing. I think that's what he was apologising for. Everything else... He's a very... Lukaku's a very, very smart man. I think he was trying to make a play to get him to fuck up. He was trying to... He was, I think, genuinely... Chelsea were being a bit shaky. He wasn't getting used, apparently, in the way he wanted to get used. But he was injured, yeah. He's a smart man. I wonder if he was trying to say, hey, 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 hey. Mr. Abramovich, fuck him off, please. There does seem to be a lot of that at Chelsea, doesn't there? Play Shevchenko. Look look how many times the players have revolted and the manager's been buggered off under Roman Abramovich. Yeah, it does happen. I was surprised that it didn't happen this time. As soon as Lukaku did that, I thought Tushu hasn't got long. I watched the Liverpool game. I don't think he's got long because he looks weak. Just look at him, he looks weak. The Liverpool game, they went 2-0 down after about 25 minutes and I went, he's done. He's not, and then the players came out in the second half and played and they, for him. They played for him and got a point, so he might yeah, be okay. He might be okay. Well, you say that, but he's taken them to three finals in one year, so he can't be doing that bad. Oh, yeah, there's one playing now, now. I know Jacques uh, has been sent off for it, the Carabao, Carabao, the Moose Cup, whatever it's called. Yeah, the pile of shit cup, that one. Yeah, and he's taken them to an FA Cup and a Champions League final. Arsenal have 22%. Percent. What's the point of turning up? Well, it's a, but with Arsenal, that's a good question anyway, isn't it? And who was the lad that you two were banging on about? That just I think he just signed for Ipswich and he was going to score muchos, muchos goals. Wasn't Macaulay Bond. No, oh, Joe Pickett. Yeah. No, oh, I wasn't on Joe Pickett's camp. I was in Joe Pickett's camp. I, I still would, but um, I don't know what's going on at Ipswich. That's it. Ipswich, by all accounts, from what is being spoken about, their previous manager, Paul Cook, uh, the players all thought he was a tosser, <laughs> basically, um, and didn't play for him. Well, that's that's nice. So it's Good job they got Kieran McKenna now. Then, now they've got Kieran McKenna, and their, their, whoever their caretaker was, it's good name's gone again. John Much, McGreal? Probably, yeah. Someone he like was that. a he, former Ipswich player. Yeah, it's him then. That they've had a good. I think the only game they lost under him was at Charlton. It's. I, I also don't think it's a coincidence that now Kieran McKenna's left Man United. The football at Old Trafford's got worse. Let's um. Oh, Kieran McKenna. Let's look at uh, future. So we uh, this future predictions, Ryan. Uh, what are you after from us? That was me. 
Well, it was yeah, Dan, Dan, actually. Or was it Dan? Right, go on. If you have two predictions, Yeah, Dan. so I'll tell you where it comes from. I um, listened to an NFL podcast. I'm going to give it a plug while I see it. called Around the NFL. If you're an NFL fan, listen to it. They have a segment called uh, Get Me Get My Lunch, where yep. they all make a prediction at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And if you call them out and say it's not going to happen, whoever loses has to buy the other one's lunch. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun for us to maybe not buy each other lunch, but come up with some uh, predictions. Could be easy, can be riled, and just see if we agree or not. Mine are really simple. There's one that will might set Ryan off, and then um, there's and then there's one that's just just fact more or less we know before, and then there's one that I just would like to see for giggles. Yeah, I've got one I'd like to see for giggles, and one that I think will happen. Uh, who wants to start this Should one? I start that... as it was my. Uh... Yeah, I think you should. So we'll start with the the confirm. Go on. Watford will make three man two managerial changes <laughs> and have three managers throughout twenty twenty two. So you've got Ranieri. That's a given. Sack, they'll sack him for someone else. At some at, probably at the end of the season when they don't when they get relegated. They'll sack him again. And then they'll be in about sixth in in November, and they'll sack him as well. And their manager will be some random I'll, Italian. No I'll give of. you a scenario. They'll sack Ranieri in March, late February, March, when it's not going. They've lost. They'll then appoint someone. They'll sack them in the summer when they actually get relegated. And when they get off to a bad start, they could sack someone in November. Four managers. That's, what, that's exactly what I just said. You said three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm adding two managers in this Premier League season. You I'm thinking. Think, I'm yeah. Ranieri ain't going to last till the summer. Come on, it's in, he's not traditionally Ranieri doesn't last till the summer, does he? I mean, one league Premier League title. We did that. Year. Yeah, that that just the once. <laughs> uh, that, that's okay. Next one, move on. What do you think of that one, Ryan? How many managers Watford in the next calendar twelve months? I think in the calendar be, year. In 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 the in the whole calendar year. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think you're probably right with four. Thank you. Probably <laughs> right. So then I've got the one that I'm just willing to see. Scotland and Wales are obviously playing each other in the World Go Cup. On. So I'm hoping that Scotland win, simply because I want them to go to the World Cup and get twatted by everyone. Oh, yeah, I see where you're going. See, I'd like to see Wales get through, but then no, there's the idea no, of Scotland is, getting twatted. If Wales get there, I want them to do okay. By Costa Rica in the first game, I want to someone crack. Be put in a group that looks like Italy, Scotland, Brazil, and Ivory Coast, and just watch everyone put like four past them, and then them lose one nil to Ivory Coast, and I would laugh for the rest of the World Cup. That's how the World Cups used to be when Scotland went anyway. Exactly, we'll do it again. I mean, that's how I've always remembered World Cups is, is Scotland going there and getting twatted. Because the difference is if Wales make the World Cup, I'm like, all right, Wales, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Good day out for you lot. For Scotland, it's right, twat them. Go on, get, get on yeah. them. Like, you know, when is... Croatia scored that goal where the Scotland keeper was out for a doodle and Croatia, was it Czech Republic or Croatia scored from the other Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the highlight of my Euro. Seeing Scotland not progress is a joy. Uh, because they hate us so much, it's brilliant. And, they and, won the Euros when they drew nil nil. Yeah, Sorry, they uh, won nil nil. My bad. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, have you got any more predictions for yes, this? Yes, one more. Very precise. This one. Are you ready for go, this one? Go this on. This one. This one is technically cheating because I've said including next January. Go on. Marcus Rashford will join Everton online. Oh, 
That's an interesting one. What makes you think that? Because this but is simply because they're discussing a new contract with him, aren't they? So he can get some more hair done. Hair glue. Jesse Lingard, then he buggered off the West Ham. Marcus Rashford is following in the footsteps of Adnan Janajai. Right, oh, <laughs> where you break through the team. <laughs> You're hailed as a conquering You're hero. Hailed as the next Ronaldo. You do all right on your international games, and then you shit the bed at speed. Now the difference was Janajai went to Sunderland, who were a side that were doing well that were on the decline. So Rafford's going to go to Everton, who are a good side that are seriously on the decline. Marcus Rashford, welcome to Everton. So does that mean he's going to end up in Spain in about two years? Oh, Valencia's coming for him. Can I, something I'd like to see is Mason Greenwood go on loan somewhere. Whilst they're uh, fucking around with Cavani and Ronaldo and he's not getting the look in where he, at the position he plays, uh, can he not go off and get some, for the sake of England, please? I'd, li- I'd like him to go off from Man United. You'd like fuck to? Ronaldo. Fuck Ronaldo. Play, 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 fuck off Cavani. Play Greenwood. Yeah. But it's not going to happen, is it? So no, no, because well, the, you never know because the the formation that we're playing now is apparently what one's this? Four two 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 two. Desmond, as we call it, the Desmond two two, all the way from one goal to the other. They do play with two strikers now, so and he still doesn't get it. He still doesn't get it looking. He goes out on the bleeding wing. No, to be fair, he he has been playing recently because there was an uproar when he got bought off because he was our most yeah, effective player it. and Ronaldo, Ronaldo stood there doing... I, I think and I think he needs a period away from Old Trafford to get some games under his belt in a different team and, and I just... I think that would work. Just, it's good enough. Or play him. Yeah, no, but, just play him. Yeah, but they're going to play f- the old Portuguese geezer and the geezer with a long hair, aren't they? I also... I did originally have on here Cristiano Ronaldo leaves Man United in a hissy fit. Well, that, that I could see happening at some stage, to be honest. But I changed it to the Marcus Rashford loan this morning. Is that because you were trying to trigger Ryan? No, it's just because, as I said, I magically and miraculously cooked up this the comparison between him and Janajai and thought, let's go with it. It's not a bad comparison, to be honest. <laughs> just need mad Roy Keane to take over a club in the Premier League who are struggling. And then Rashford sorted, didn't he? Got the full, he got it done then, didn't we? Well, I, I think, think if Roy King took over Man United, then I think we would see Cristiano Ronaldo leaving a huff and Marcus Rashford go on that forever. <laughs> so there you go. Could you imagine if that happened? If, it's not going to happen. Not in a month of Sundays. Uh, not while Alex Ferguson's still got a breath in his body. If, if but if, if, if Keane went in to Manchester United in any capacity, could you imagine what would go on? You aren't aware of what goes on at Old Trafford. He was in Old Trafford several times under Ollie. He yeah, came in. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. came in, gave speeches to the team, did didn't training sessions. Work, didn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at the end of the day, like, oh, oh you've assassinated oh. the goalkeeper. It, it was something Ollie did quite often. He, he brought in a lot of people. I think Steve Bruce was waiting by the phone, but it never, it never rung. <laughs> oh, oh. 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 Oh, Oh, Van Gogh! (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to you need to Google Mario Rosenstock. Yeah, gift grab Mario Rosenstock, Roy Keane, 
He does. He did some amazing things with Roy Keane, and he actually sat in a room alongside Roy Keane and did it face to face with him. Oh, that hello, is. Roy. Hello, Roy. Oh, I didn't like. <laughs> and when I watch Roy Keane on TV, when I, um, my my normally when I see him on TV, he's on I, he's on ITV and it's an international game. And my first thing is get off the telly. You shouldn't be on there. You walked out on your nation. That's my. But then he starts talking, and all I can hear is ha. Oh, collateral at the end of the day, Gaffer. Oh. Oh, I can hear Mario Rosenstock. And I can't stop laughing. It's also if I if I think if I ever saw Steve Staunton on television, I I'd be going back to Ray, and Mario. And I'll not Ray. sit next to Sir Bob. Or, or, or what's his name? Damien Duff. Hibernian Insurance. <laughs> Pretty good. I can't help it. I can't help Make it. The coffee. <laughs> you can keep <laughs> your pinkies. Just yeah. Anyway, while, while we're talking the Premier League. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Everton's downward uh, fall, yeah, just announced the signing. Go on, who? Anwar El Ghazi. Yes, they got El Ghazi on loan from uh, Villa. Villa. That's that's turd. Is that's just? Is that Benitez asking for that in for a laugh, or yeah, or is there someone above Benitez who said, "Here, we got this player for you," and Benitez is going to look at him and go, "Okay." There is no one above Benitez anymore. If you are mistaken. If you are mistaken. There is no one above Benitez anymore. I've heard that they're bringing in Graham Sharp as an advisor. Yeah, no, no, I saw yeah, that because Lineker, have, they have done that because Lineker was uh, praising it because Lineker played with him for yeah, years, a couple of years. He was tweeting about it yesterday, so I think it might be done already. What Graham Sharp's done in football lately, I don't honestly know because um, he didn't, he's the finished playing in the late 80s. So, Early nineties, but great striker, great player up front with Andy Gray. What a what a jaw! Oh. Um, so Ryan, your predictions for the? Uh, have we done your predictions for the? No, because we were because oh, oh. we just imagining Roy Keane back full time at Manchester United. I've got three. Go on then. So the first one is this time next year, Man United will be in exactly the same situation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love. Doesn't matter who's the new manager. I do is. like a bit of realism. <laughs> the second one go is on. Sean Dyche is going to leave Burnley, whether they stay up or go down. I think his time's passed now. And the third but, one is Marcus um, Rashford will have a new haircut. That no, no, the Sean Dyche one, the Sean Dyche one, I can I can see actually because you get a, you get. A, I mean, Tony Pulis had a certain amount of life time span at Stoke keeping him in. And it wears off, doesn't it? It just, the magic we goes. With, we saw it with Eddie Howe as well at Bournemouth yeah. a few years back. Eventually, your time just does run out and the players stop believing in what you're trying to do because it's the same message over and over again. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. at Burnley for, what, 10 years, something like that? Because he, he left because Watford sacked him, didn't they? He was doing great, going great guns at Watford. And Watford sacked him. So Burnley went, oh, I will have him because they just got rid of Eddie Howe because Eddie Howe had left. He'd been there for a short time. Yeah, because uh, he went from did, Bournemouth to Burnley, back to Bournemouth he, again. Yeah, because he wasn't well. He, he and in, in 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 there somewhere in the middle, he agreed to deal with Charlton as well. Eddie, I'll just put that one out there. And my final <laughs> one is, which I've actually already said this on the pod before, but I still believe it's true. I believe that Real Madrid will sign Kylian Mbappe, Paul Pogba, and Antonio Rudiger all on free transfers and start a new Galacticos era, all on freebies. 
So th those are my three predictions. We'll see if any of them come true. Well, we'll see if two of them come true. I know the Man United one will. I'm thinking the Rudiger one could fall. You could fall down on Rudiger. I think from what I'm reading today, he's possibly going to agree a deal at, uh, at Chelsea. <coughs> and would they like won't to. pay him. The rumor is is they won't give him. He wants parity with some of the other players around him. Yeah, but they won't give it to him. We shall see. And I think it's. I think his main issue is the money that Thiago Silva's on. Mm. He's on a fair old pay packet. And from Antonio Rudiger's position, and I think I can understand, he's like, well, I've probably been the best central defender in the Premier League. <coughs> and you're paying a 38-year-old double what I'm getting paid. So yeah. either cough up or I'm going to walk to Real Madrid or Paris Saint-Germain. Although there are rumours that a certain German manager at Manchester United just happens to be best friends with Antonio Rudiger's dad, apparently. So, hmm, you never know. His father's cousin's dog is Lionel Messi. <laughs> His father's cousin's dog pissed on Lionel Messi. But, yeah, those are my three predictions. Okay, Dan, I... you wanted to talk about the... I've, I've got oh, two. I haven't done mine yet. Hold oh, on. you've got one. Oh, you yeah, found one. I've in the got show. two. He's just made them up. No, oh, well I've got no, no one. I one I truly believe in, and one. Let's go with the one I be, I would like to see. Patrick Vieira getting sacked by Crystal Palace, and the, this is the reason. The reason is during the game he disagrees with the referee's decision so violently that he storms onto the pitch and spits at the referee and gets sent off and gets sacked by the club. That you heard it here first. Right, that's a bit random. Right. I'm not sure which which is more random, that one or. Oh, it's it's one. It's that's a hope more than anything. That's a hope. Right, okay. And what's the Palace obviously going? Conte will not be there next season. That Spurs. Where, where oh, do you think he will be? I don't ah, no, I don't know, but I don't think he'll be at Spurs. And my reasoning for that is Spurs financially, and and everyone knows this will not match his ambitions. He likes money to spend. Ah, and he won't you... get it at Spurs. He'll be gone. Uh, supposedly he is. But you say that. I've heard from a couple of various journalists that apparently Daniel Levy is opening the checkbook because their business model at Spurs relies quite heavily on them being successful on the pitch. It relies on Champions League revenue. So apparently they've made the decision that they need to open the checkbook to spend money to make money. Fucking mm. fantastic stadium, right? Great training ground as well. Um, no, I, I, I just, I think, yeah, I think, I think Conte will be gone in the summer. He'll walk. Uh, he'll walk. People walk when, by the end of the summer, when he hasn't got his transfer targets. And they'll ask Harry Kane what he'll think, and he'll go, "Yeah, obviously, you know." <laughs> uh, <Samuel. laughs> and Roy Keane will go. At the end of the day, like could damage. It was assassinated to the keeper for sure. Right, um, African Cup of Nations. Have I got it right this time? Has, there, has anyone caught any of it? I've seen, I saw, uh, I watched uh, Nigeria versus um, Egypt. And uh, I like the boy Moses. The, I, I'll sum it up really quickly and then I'll go into a bit more detail. It's the good. good. Team, the good teams are good. And the bad teams are oh, shit. shit. Really shit. Uh, I watched the Cameroon play... Uh, Ethiopia. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Dear, dear Good. Lord. I mean, uh, Vincent Abudaka, if you know who he is, he plays for, uh, I think it's Al-Nazir at the minute, but he played for Besiktas and Porto. He has a really good goal record. Um, he has pulled the pants down of 
both Burkina Faso and Ethiopia. Yeah. Um, and is making a difference. Go on, Ryan. I've got a quick question. Have you seen the Tunisia game? Yes. Should we explain? Can we talk about this, yes. please? Because he, the, the referee, the referee let, from let me, Zambia. Yeah. Listen, let me, go let on, me you, preamble this because this is the reason why I don't watch the, the African Cup of Nations. A lot of people have claimed, Ian Wright has come out quite recently and said that it's racism that the African Cup of Nations doesn't get the coverage that every other tournament does. My argument is, is it's so unbelievably unprofessional from top to bottom that it's not worth watching. I mean, just for example, Watford were persuaded to release a player because the country that tried to call him up, called him up after the deadline. Watford said no, but then they still did it anyway. And then you've got a history of different African teams revolting against their national associations because they're not getting their money or they're not getting hotel rooms booked or anything. It's so unbelievably unprofessional to the point that in the Tunisia game, this is referee blew the whistle five minutes early. This was almost shit out of the week, by the way. Uh, Zambian referee Jimmy <laughs> Sikazwi, who was said to have suffered sunstroke... What does does that explain the rest of his decision as well? Five minutes early, he's had to go. He had to go to a hospital apparently to recover, which is why the fourth official was set to take charge of a failed attempt to restart the game over twenty minutes later. <laughs> Marley turned up to restart start the game. Tunisia Tunisia said, "Bugger off! The players are in ice baths." And the game was called quick. <laughs> the game was called off. You cannot make this shite up. You really can't. It's glorious. <laughs> this is why I don't watch it because it is so, it's such a mess and has been. No, you've got to watch it because it's comedy value at times. Yeah. You can I'll see you what, some good there's football. Been, there's been three games mm. I really enjoyed Nigeria, um, Egypt. Egypt was a really good game. Nigeria are a very, very good side. Egypt also have Mo Salah uh, compared to Guinea Bissau and Sudan. I think Mo Salah might do all right. Uh, but Ihan Acho scored. That was a good game. Um, the favourites, Algeria, were held nil-nil by Sierra Leone. The, absolutely dominated the game. Riyad Mahrez ran the show, but they just could not get the ball in the net. Sierra Leone defended brilliantly. Sorry, can I also add that this is also a tournament that has been moved because of COVID-19, because COVID was too rife in the country where it was. And they moved it to somewhere that only has a 5% vaccination rate at the time that the <laughs> tournament started. This is how insane this competition is. Sierra Leone, um, when I was watching the game, there was uh, they, I kept, they played with a back three and I was watching it. And I was thinking, I recognise all three of them. And it's because they all played England. Go on. One of them has played and scored for England. For England? Yeah. Who? I'll give you a few guesses. He's made one cap. Go on. I want to see if you can work it out. Francis Jeffers. No, he's a no. centre-back. 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 <laughs> well, it's not going to be Richard Rufus, Okay, is it? okay. Let's no. give, <laughs> me, give us some clues. Give us some clues. Uh, Andy Fye. <laughs> <laughs> give us some clues, Dan. It, it, he was a Tottenham central defender. Jeffert and Tanga. That was a Tottenham <laughs> central defender. Go on. Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was, still claims to be. He still claims. He's, 
Still um, claimed to be a centre half, let alone. He play had for a loan spell at Liverpool in 2016. Stephen Corker. Yeah. No. Yeah. He has he played for? <laughs> really? He still playing football? He, Wait, he, yeah, that's he the thing. Started at centre back for Sierra Leone, and I tell you what, he played fantastic. So who are the other two? Uh, it's David Cisse, who plays for uh, Wildstone, um, <laughs> and Osman, Osman Kaikai, who is a QPR defender. And meanwhile, Algeria, who were up against those three, was Razid Ghazal, who played for Leicester. Southampton? No. And, yeah. Sofian Bufal. Southampton. And Andy Delore, which is a name that... Pete will know. Oh, oh, re- oh damn, that rings a bell. Or oh, Andy Delore. I'll tell you how he rings a bell. There was an on-off transfer saga about five or six years ago where Andy Delore's dad apparently was jetting into the valley because Charlton was signing him. And it, it was getting like an odd and wingy job, wasn't it? It was where he was, yeah. you were expecting him to turn up in the car. And uh, he ended up going to Wigan where he shit the bed and then disappeared back to and the now, continent. Now he's a, he's a goal machine in France. Is he a gold machine in France? Because yeah, yeah the, uh, the other one. He'd he, I... he, he even made statements that he was really looking forward to coming to the rally. Yeah, Everyone yeah. was getting really excited about Andy Delors. There's, oh, I was at the club then. Blimey, me, I remember that. And the, the other game that was quite. We've fun, never met him. <laughs> the other game that I really enjoyed was Senegal against Zimbabwe. Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> what happened? There was some shit hours we happened. It was just again Senegal just dominated with Zimbabwe packed at the back until a last minute penalty was tucked in by Sadio Mane but there was a player in this game that I quite enjoyed called Teenage Hadibi I like that name I like the one is it knowledge but, no, his no, name. hold on there's two other ones I think better that another one in the You're... Zimbabwe team whose name is God knows God knows <laughs> oh and it's what's his name isn't there yeah, hold on. <laughs> Mustafa what's his name yeah. Must have a name. That's what it is. Must have a name, yeah. Must have a name. God knows someone who plays Zimbabwe. And then in the... I can't remember what country he plays for. But he plays his football club is Paris FC, the central midfielder. And his (laughs) name is Must have a name. I think he's Senegalese. Someone's got to be taking a piss. I'm sorry. I saw this. I got. <laughs> I got sent a picture of it, and I thought someone's had me on here. This is bollocks. So I went on the league, the actual French League Two site. Went to Paris FC and found Mustafa Name. Yeah, Mustafa Name, Senegal, Paris FC. <laughs> he's um, he's. <laughs> he didn't he's have a chance, did he? Did five he? caps. He's got a central midfielder. He's 26. He's at Paris FC. Oh, he's on social media. Oh, you don't think for a minute I'm not following him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following him. I'm following him on Instagram. There's some great... God, as I said, God knows is a name I do enjoy. He's worth 1.2 million, apparently. When I saw Mustafa name, I thought that's the... That might be my favourite moment of... Uh... Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, I do love it when... Another uh... one, I don't know if you saw, but um, I can't what team I was reading about. There's one team out there, I think it might be Tanzania, who've got two referees in their 23-man squad. What? They've got 20... what? They've got two referees that referee in their 
in their nation, in their squad. And I think it's Tanzania. Why have they got... <laughs> because Why... they can't fill a squad. Why have they got two ref- as pla- have they got registered as players? Yeah. How does that work? Maybe they're like part-time player, part-time referee. I don't know. And this is why I just don't do the African Cup of Nations. Oh no, this is a reason to do the African <laughs> Cup of Nations. Surely, when you get shit out of me like this. In all fairness, though, to be honest, Ian Wright, I think, was blowing smoke for the sake of blowing smoke, but it doesn't get the coverage. I mean, I googled it to see where I could watch it, and I, unless you, I think, red button, sky, unless sky, it's red button. Uh, unless it's like, uh, was it? BN Sports or something like that. Unless you've got that package, you can't see I've, it. So. I've, I've, it. Some of the games on the red button, the best, the bigger games on the red button, or every game is being shown on Sky Sports if you're in the UK and you have Sky Sports. I was going to say, I don't. I only use Amazon and Netflix. I don't even use I, I, just, I, I won't lie. I've really enjoyed it. I like to watch football. It doesn't matter where the football is. I'm happy to sit and watch it. Will, if it's a good I game of say, football, I'll enjoy it. I will say I did skip through South Sudan or I want to get this right because politically it'll probably end in disaster. Oh dear. Sudan against Guinea Bissau. Yeah, you got that right. Go on. Pain. Pain and more pain. I mean you are gonna get games where it's where they're dull. I mean you get that in the World Cup and you get that in the uh, Champions League. In the well, I watched Equatorial Guinea against Ivory Coast last night. That was actually quite fun. But um, yeah, I think, Guinea with a football team. I, th- I think I'd all go also argue that it's not actually for us. It's not for Europeans. It's for the people of Africa. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, their specific it tournament. But it's, it's good to watch. Oh no, I know. But I'm just saying it's the equal equivalent of the sure. what is it? The Copa Libertadores in South America or whatever. That could be brutal. <laughs> That's yeah, good fun it, to watch. It's not watch for us. Too. It's for the people of those nations. So. But, it's, you won't get as much coverage here as the Euros. You'll find lots of clubs watching these games because there are young players waiting to be found, discovered there. Man United youngster that Ryan raved about played the other night in Hannibal. Oh, love uh, Hannibal. Can I just say Hannibal is bossing my Preston team at the moment? We'll have to do an FM podcast, I reckon, at some point. He is absolutely bossing my Preston team in the Premier League. So... your Preston team is Bruno Fernandes is number two in my Man United's all conquering side. So yeah. yeah, see, I'm in Preston. I I I I don't just go in the Premier League. I just like to start lower down and a proper team. Can I finish my point? I was making. Yes, go on. Sorry, then. but I was just going to say, as a, as a disheartened Man United fan, it's the only way I can get us back to glory. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was watching Equatorial Guinea against Ivory Coast, especially yes. to see the Premier the Premier League stars. Yeah. Uh, I found it hilarious that neither Nicholas Pepe or Wilfred Sahar can make the starting eleven for Ivory Coast. Really? Who the Ivory Coast must have a pretty good side to be fair. There are some fantastic players. All all jokes aside, there are some fantastic talent oh, out there at the moment. As I said, Nigeria we were going through Nigeria uh, Pete was just saying about Nigeria's team. Nigeria's midfield four. Oh man alive. Moses Simon, Samuel uh, I'm gonna butcher the Chukwueze, yep, and Wilfred and Didi, yeah, that'll do. And throughout time, <laughs> there's always been good players. I mean, I remember the Nigeria side that had Taribo West and JJ Okocha in it, and Sunday Aliche. Oh, they were so good. Ivory Coast front three: Ma- Maxwell Cornet, 
Cornet, I guess is the pronunciation of Burnley. He played on the left wing over Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. Sebastian Haller played through the middle. And on the right side, on the right side, Max Gradle. What? Siversport. And he scored. To to be fair, Pepe's crap. But (laughs) Max Max Gradle ahead of Wilfred Zaha. Really? Apparently so. Having said that, Max Gradle scored. So, let's let's just forget the fact that Wilfred Zaha is actually English. There is there is a fair amount of English representation in the in their team. We've got Eric Bay, uh, and of course uh, Willie Bolly of Wolves, and uh, Jean on the bench. Jean Michael Seri, Seri is it? Oh, yeah, from yeah. F- from Fulham. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, Ivory Coast's best player is Frank Kesse. I know he's not from England. Oh. But if you've watched AC Milan, Frank Kesse, what a midfielder. Yeah, keep an eye oh. out for Frank Kesse because he's rumoured to be on a free this summer. Yeah, he's out of contract. He's, he's so keep good. an eye. Okay. He's good. Who do you think's going to pick him up then? Anyone? He's actually been heavily linked with Tottenham, but I think that depends on whether... Uh, Conte's oh, still there. Oh, listen, still if there. I'm Man United, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, if, if I'm Man United, I'm you trying can. to get a deal done now. Well, you can because yeah, if please. because he's not an English-based player, so you can do that deal now and have it. Yeah, um, but I think a, a, I think a lot of things is, is that there's been a lot of talk about this recently about how players sign pre-contracts in j- January. A lot of players just aren't doing it now; they're waiting until the last minute because a lot of clubs with financial fair play and everything, they don't know who's going to go where or or who's going to offer what, so they're leaving. Okay. It until as late as possible. The last, the last thing I'll say is the Algeria-Sierra Leone game, I went through the the, the three, the, the Kulka, Kai Kai, and the lad from... Uh, Can't believe that. Algeria, He's got to be about 38, seriously. Algeria's... I was wrong. Algeria's front three was Riyad Mahrez, Faguli, if you remember him, of Valencia, played for West Ham for a bit. Yep, Stefan Faguli, yeah. Islam Silamani and Yahin Brahimi of Porto. This was Stephen Kulka is only 30. They were coming. No way. He's only 30. Yeah. No, he's got to be older than that. No, he's surely. 30. No, he's 30. Made his debut for Spurs in 2009. He was at Liverpool in 2016 and he played three games, then moved to Dundee. And then went to, was it QPR at one point as well? That, that was Liverpool. before all that. He yeah. went to QPR, he went on Southampton um, on loan. I, I believe he was also part of the Great British Olympic team. I think he was, yeah. 2012. Yeah, he played five games. He's been, since then, he's been in Turkey. Currently signed to Fenerbahce, but on loan at Gaziantep, which is... Play uh, oh, that piss. Yeah, Gaziantep, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Alain Spore, played 71 games, signed for Fenerbahce this year, hasn't played a game, has gone out on loan. Mm-hmm. That pretty much sums up his career, hasn't played a game, has gone out on 30. loan. 30. He's like Age the defensive. 30. He's it's like the uh, defensive version of Ravel Morrison. We're talking Mark en- Rashford. Ended up in places <laughs> like Iceland and God knows where else. Ravel Morrison went on a tour, and so did who's the other one? Adil Tarabat as well. I'll tell you someone else who had a bit of talent, and then nothing's um, last seen bodybuilding in Cyprus. Uh, Diego Poyet oh, left Charlton, went to West Ham, signed for Billy Bundles. And has vanished up his own backside. You know, the other one that you'll think is older than, than he actually is. Does anyone remember El Shahari? Yeah. yeah. Go on. Roma. Do you know how old he is? Go on. It's about 31 now, I think. He's 29. 
Oh. Stephen Corker, I had him down at 36, 37, to be honest. I had him at least 34. That's just a turn up for the books, and he's five. If I remember rightly, he was playing at QPR when Rio Ferdinand was there. He was, yeah. The two Ferdinands and him. Jesus, that's a dodgy back line. Right. uh, Should we uh, shit house with the week, Dan? Yeah, so this week, um, (laughs) we're we're back in England and we're in League One. We are, full thing. The League League of Troll and Athletic. And uh, cast cast your, your vision back. To oh, also just quick tabbing. Did you mention to um, your mate about doing the uh, the jingle? Not a chance. Yeah, I will do. Oh, shit house jingle. Uh, Anyway, yeah, cast your mind to a cold, a cold Saturday in Sunderland, (laughs) the back end of May 2021, and Lee Johnson has decided he's going to clear his squad. This man he decides to clear is Chris Maguire, who was fantastic. I believe he was vice captain. Yeah, he, can't, he cancels Chris McGuire's contract. Says you're free to go. You're not good enough for my club. On your way, lad. Chris McGuire leaves. He joins Lincoln City of League One. Now we're going to fast forward to a cold January night <laughs> at the Stadium of Lights. He's painted a picture here. Look, have you noticed? Where Sunderland AFC are entertaining Lincoln City. It's kickoff. Chris McGuire's. Up front for Lincoln. There's a goal. Amali and Marley coming out of the staircase at this Ooh, point. No, he won't watch <laughs> No, he won't watch no, that no, no, anymore. No. It scares him apparently. Get the shit out of me as a kid. No, he didn't. You watched it every fucking day. When I got older, I scared the shit out of me. I'm all right now. Correct. Carry on. Move on. They're Muppets. It's a Muppet. That's, that's their personal opinion. Right, carry on. Back to this beautiful story you're telling. Is this a redemption story? Hold on. So Chris Maguire scores after half hour. He celebrates in front of Sunderland manager Lee Johnson. He runs. He's, he... No, no, no. Hold on. This is just to celebrate. You're jumping the gun. Oh, okay. He just, he just celebrates. Arm runs past him. Lincoln are one nil up. 57th minute. Lincoln score again. It's Chris Maguire. This time he celebrates in the corner. Sunderland get one back, but with time running out, Lincoln had a third. It's Chris Maguire, who this time puts his hand up as if he's not going to celebrate and apologises to the Sunderland fans. Then there's a click, and you see it in the video where there is a moment of click. And he runs the length of the pitch to get face-to-face with Lee Johnson and just stands there with his arms out wide. Can I just, because there's an important thing to say here, that I'm amazed that Lee Johnson didn't fall over backwards claiming he'd been headbutted. Uh, because that's typical Lee Johnson when someone goes anywhere near yeah, one of his players. No, that's the problem. Chris Maguire got scored that trick. He was nowhere yeah. near any of his players. <laughs> the only way he could have made that better is if he ran up to him with a piece of paper and ripped it in half and went, there's your contract, mate. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, fella. See you later. <laughs> I suppose we could do a plonker pundit of the week. I think it's got to go to Paul Scholes, though, because Paul Scholes announced, I saw this via the Daily Mail and via Betfred of all weird places. He was speaking about Antonio Conte and what a good job Antonio Conte's doing. And I quote, (laughs) and I quote, I reckon Man United could still get him. Ah, Ah. I'm not convinced Antonio Conte's doing that good a job. 
Well, I don't think he's got much to work with, if I'm I honest with you. I think he's improved them, but I still think they're shit. But I there's... think there's more of that Tottenham squad to work with than people have given it credit well, for. I'm not so sure, because I, I think, I I think there's some busted flashes there. I think that if you're playing Eric Dyer at the back, you've got problems. I think their defence is, is worse than Man United's, and that's and I've slagged off Man United's defence quite risky. It's really weird, though. The Man United defences, if you look at them individually, they're great defenders. But put them all together, they can't defend. Tottenham's back four. Ben Davis, useless. Eric Dier, useless. Davidson Sanchez, useless. Useless. And who's their right back? Tanganga. I like no, the uh, Tanganga. He's young uh, and I like him. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who they need to sign. I'll give you a name we Tottenham need to sign to shore up their defence. You ready? Jimmy Traore. Phil Jones. <laughs> I'd do a job for him. I'd seriously do a job. You're better for him. than Dyer. I'll take him over Dyer any day of the week. Me too. I would. I don't get Dyer. I never have got how he got in the England squad. I don't know how he's at Tottenham. <laughs> I don't maybe, think he... maybe he should be our shit out of the week just for being Eric Dyer. But then surely Tom Cleverley's in with a shout. Yeah, he's a shit out as well, isn't he? Well, he's 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 had a full Can career. Can I just say he's had a lot not, of money? You know, I want to chuck of... one in for pundit that's not a plonker. Go on, but he may pundit, be, yeah, crack me up. Paul Lintz. These two know about it because I put it in the chat. Paul Lintz was talking about Scott McTominay, right after the FA Cup game against Aston Villa, and he said, "I like Scott McTominay. He's got a lot of goals in his reservoir." <laughs> <laughs> You know the one I think who's not a bad pundit is Ali McMoist. Ali McMoist. He's quality. I think he's good. And I I think, because he does a lot of stuff on Amazon. I've noticed if you're on BT Sport or TalkSport, you're a moron. Oh, I I wouldn't say that because Darren Bent's on TalkSport and Darren Bent's not bad. And Ali McMoist is on TalkSport as well. To to be fair. BT Sport want want to rotate between Steve McManaman, and Michael Owen and Paul Skulls. And yeah. which they'd rotate and them off. Ferdinand. Oh, three of them. Rio Ferdinand is... Okay. Rio, no. no, no. Okay. Rio Ferdinand is shit because he will say the most... He'll go, oh, this is, this is a massive point. I've got to make it. And then he'll just... And it's, all, it's like, yeah, Man City are going to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you've just, I wonder you've, whatever happened to his boxing career. You spent five minutes building up this massive point to tell us something that everyone already knew. It's Owen Hargrave still doing it at any level. Uh, uh, I haven't heard him in yes. a while. He does, a ger- he does a lot of German football. Uh, to be fair to Owen Hargrave, he's a nice fella because uh, he stood about three... He fucking isn't. About four foot... No, four foot away from me at uh, Bramall Lane. And after Matt Holland had come over and given us a hug when we'd been knocked out of the cup, Owen Hargrave came over and he was really nice. And, and he knew we were Charlton. And right, he was, well, was he after a trial? No, he was. was in a shop that he that was shut just for him. Yeah. And I stood outside in the. I wanted to go in the shop, and I stood out in the pissing rain for half hour. And he kept walking past and looking to check if I was still there. What's so he, he doing in the chicken shop in Abbey Wood? <laughs> it weren't. It weren't a chicken it, shop in Abbey Wood. Was it, it was Mem's a, Cafe? No, it was a football shop in. Okay. Carnaby Street, London. Carnaby Street, off there. Yeah, classic. Maybe that was his exercises. Check it out, quality. No, he was t- t- for me and Terry. He he did come and talk to us and, and uh, showed what a good pundit was. Says you'll be back, and we both knew we wouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. we're still waiting. Still waiting. Yeah. Uh, so, I think, gents, we've uh, we've didn't you we've... didn't you didn't you have something special? 
I was, yeah, I was gonna. Can we, can we give an, an award for saltiness of the week? What to me? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because Monday night, the, the Aston Villa Man United game, your team are winning. How fucking salty were you, Marcus Rashford? That's it, Marcus really. Rashford. <laughs> a player gets his his face, it gets there's blood all over his face. You oh, Conza was a pussy. That's out of it. He got walloped. He did not get walloped. He ran into the back of Luke Shaw's hand and then rolled around like he'd been knocked out by Mike Tyson. There was blood. Trigger point. There was. He split his lips and ran into the back of Luke Shaw's finger. You were in a bad mood the other night watching that because you realised your team were getting away with it. I was was in... I was was trying to fill out an application of some form. And I was crying. In tears, listening to the. So what happened is my at some point my WhatsApp had um, exploded, had stopped working, and I got no notifications. And then all of a sudden I got about fifteen, and it was just Ryan rattling off saltiness. And Pete yeah. every now and then just if you've ever seen, you've ever been seeing a steam train when they're loading on coal. That was Pete with just chucking shit. At no, Ryan it's like him. someone poking the wasps nest, isn't it? Give me a little poke there and again, and watching the uh, the wasps go fucking mad. It was. <laughs> Yeah, sort of saltiness of the week. Seriously salty on Monday night. Seriously I'm sorry, salty. I'm, I'm Every sorry, reason to I'm be. Just, Every reason I'm to just, be because your team sucked. I just, I've had enough of Marcus Rashford. He runs around thinking, oh, here we see. fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. He's dyed his hair bright blonde. Don't get me wrong, he's done fantastic things for the community with like challenging the government and kids' school meals and all that stuff. All fantastic. But when you roll onto a football pitch with your hair dyed blonde and then when there's a ball sitting for you in a six-yard line and you don't even run towards it, Fisherman of the Week goes to Senior Finch. (laughs) What I'm going to do there, what I'm going to do there is while you were renting, I'm going to fade it down and then fade it back up again as you come out of the rent. Just say, <laughs> apologise for the last 10 minutes. And then <laughs> this podcast should be called the Marcus Rashford episode. Yeah. Yeah. This, this podcast has been censored. <laughs> we have seen Marcus Rashford has an unnecessary amount of comments. <laughs> totally unnecessary amount of abuse. <laughs> Including a loan spell to Everton. This should be sponsored by Saxa. They provide that they're, they're salt manufacturers, but no, yeah, it's the Rashford episode. But could we call it the Rashford one, the one where Rashford cops it again and again and again? <laughs> hey, don't just have a go at me. Dan's trying to load him out to Watford. Talk about piling Everton. on the misery. Everton, he's, he's getting to Everton. He's not piling it on. He's, he's doing you a favour because I mean, the, the way you're talking about him, you'd be glad to get shot of him, surely. Getting rid of Old Trafford. Oh, We're getting him out of Old Trafford. You should be a happy man. Martial's first, Rashford second. <laughs> <laughs> Two players. Oh dear. I mean, I completely agree with the Martial one. Yeah, Martial. <laughs> I, I just all I want is for Marcus Rashford to pull his head out of his ass and do what he was actually good at, which was being quick and putting the ball in the net. That's all he needs to do, rather than all these fancy step overs and trying to cross a ball like Ronaldo. I've had enough. <laughs> we didn't say anything, Danny went on his own there. <laughs> Before we end on that, this is the second version of a crap Ronaldo we've got because we had Nani as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the Belgian lad. 
Oh, and don't mention Bebe. Don't ever mention oh. Bebe. <laughs> You've got full man, you haven't you? Don't mention the war. Oh. You, you United eyes players. You take them at that player that's got a modicum of talent, and you turn them shit. <laughs> I've got one word for you, Amdi Fire. He was shit. No, when he we was shit him. when he arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean we didn't turn him shit. He was already there. Right, that's um, <laughs> on that saltiness. And if you're a slug, listen to this. You're going to melt because uh, there's so much salt flying around. Dan, thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Ryan, Marcus Rashford, talent, mate, talent. Thank Buona you. Sera. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and uh, the, there may be saltiness. See you later. <laughs>